Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we're live from Destination Defender in the Hudson Valley of New York. Today, we're joined by special guest Jeff Aronson to talk about the event and all things Muddy Land Rovers. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, fair listener. We recorded this episode in the Hudson Valley of New York at the Destination Defender event. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll be bringing you great interviews with wonderful Land Rover people, all recorded live. So enjoy today's episode with Land Rover Legends. Legend Jeff Aronson. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed chatting. Now, let's grab Jeff. All right, we're here at uh, Destination Defender with one of our favorite Land Rover people. I would say the world's favorite Land Rover person, Mister Mister Jeff Aronson. Here in our uh, in our confiscated, uh, stolen. Stolen concession, concession uh, Airstream trailer, which uh, which we're we're lovingly referring to as the underpowered hour lounge. So so welcome to the underpowered lounge here at Destination Defender, Jeff. How are you? Fine, thank you, and welcome to the East Coast. Yes, Steve and Ike. It's really a pleasure. To is see it? You guys uh, again. Is there always uh, three and a half feet of mud here? No, and in fact, this region <laughs> of the state. I had always assumed, I know it's a big farming area, and yeah. there's a lot of equestrian activity, so I assumed that the soils were those uh, sort of a sandy composition mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. absorb a lot of moisture and water. I had no idea that the clay here yeah. is as, as abysmal as what you see down, say, in Virginia and so right. on in Mid-Atlantic Rally. Oh, my so goodness. this has been something else, and I have a hunch that the owners of the property didn't <laughs> necessarily think this was going to be. I think that I overheard some discussion about that. Like, uh, this uh, venue also hosts weddings. Yes. And uh, in two weeks' time, I, th- I believe there are some people coming to see if this is an appropriate venue for their wedding. <laughs> and uh, I'm curious to see what will transpire between then and now uh, to, to, to alleviate this bog situation that we've got going on here. Yeah. There's, you know, those folks at home can't see, but... Uh, there's uh, any innumerable muddy ruts. So there are several reasons that you might gain weight at this event. One right. is the terrific collection of food trucks. Yes. Where they really had wonderful, diverse selections of lunches. But the other would be that your boots yes. easily picked up. Oh, yeah. Five or six pounds. Oh, that's exactly I, right. I, I definitely saw at least one boot that was left in the mud yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> There's the glass. My welly just pulled off from the mud. Just abandoned it. Just abandoned yeah, it. Yeah. They couldn't be bothered to go back. They're like, if I stop, I might not get out. I'm just yeah. going to keep you know, trucking. You've had pots fall keep off and all, Brody. Yeah. You don't go back together. You don't go back together. You don't even know. you got to get, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I talked to, uh, we were talking to Jim Sweat yesterday, a camel trophy competitor, and and he said that in order to do some of the Course work they were doing, I guess on Friday they were digging, 
And uh, he's like, we felt like we dug down eight feet and didn't hit a rock. It was just muddy clay all the way down forever. Well, good, because those low areas that they created filled up with water. With water. From the rainstorm. Water crossings. uh, Unintentional water crossings. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, so what's your uh, opinion, Jeff? You have been to many of these events, both in the U.K. and here in the United States. What do you you think of this event uh, so far? Is it a good thing for Land Rover to do this? I have a bias, obviously. Uh, Rover's Magazine goes out to the enthusiast community, whether it's the historical vehicles or whether it's the new ones. But everyone is an enthusiast amongst the readership. Right. So a part of me desperately wanted to Land Rover to do what I know it thought of doing at the 4x5 Festival, like where we met uh, in California a couple of years back, to introduce the new Defender. There were lots of enthusiasts there who were interested in what the new Defender was going to be like. Absolutely. So the brilliance to me right now is that we actually have demonstrable proof of how enthused the historic vehicle community is merging with the new Land Rover enthusiast. That's what this event really accomplished. And I truly wanted Land Rover to do something like this because I just felt like there's been this unintentional divide for the longest time. Um, And I know that there are individuals at the corporate offices who certainly enjoy the fact that enthusiasts love Land Rovers, but they really hadn't done anything as a company until this event. Right. That combined with the ethos behind the Defender Service Awards. Right. Uh, is this is the perfect way to make this happen? And I'm so chuffed that the that the enthusiasts in Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, New uh, Jersey, New too. Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey yeah, 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 Pennsylvania, yeah. Virginia, yeah, Virginia, yeah, of course, yeah. came to this event. Drove quite a bit of distance, yeah, for sure. For essentially uh, just very very small amount of off roading, right? Yeah, largely to connect both with each other and with the new owners. Right. That convoy of new Defender owners who came yes. Uh, yes. And, and just overwhelmed in numbers. Now we're finally together. Yeah, I think that's right. So we, I'm, uh, I'm all about Land Rover. Carry this forward. This yeah. is your service to the enthusiasts. Yeah. We've all been waving the flag right. for the company for decades. Right. Um, and so thank you for doing it. But let's yeah. keep it up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, and I, I think, you know, we spent some time with our, our friends from uh, Brooklyn Coachworks yesterday. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan myself, and the gang. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Uh, we spent some time with uh, you know with uh, Jim Jeff, and the folks from Upset. Jim you know, Mackey, uh, every, yeah. every everybody's here. All of our favorite East Coast uh, Rover people, and it's just it's really cool to see them all in the same place. And uh, I think yeah, I think that you know on the West Coast, the four by far festival was really cool, um, but it didn't have this sort of no. even though it is a little bit of a tiny little off road course. Um, you know, this feels to me at least a bit more like a UK Land oh, Rover show, well you know? Put. Well, well mostly because of the muddy ruts. And the, the muddy ruts and the diesel <laughs> yeah. smell. Uh, but, right. it's but, intentional. but it's intentional. It's, it's intentional. It feels very authentic. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it really is. went all out. Yeah. It is. And I thought, look, those guys who put the demonstration course together in the worst possible conditions yes. without necessarily having the usual both equipment and uh, products. So you have this base product. They always make these enormous bases right. like yep. you saw at the forest. Yep, that's right. Oh, they didn't have any of that. Right, right, and right. So all of this is largely gravel and, and mud piled atop each other. Yes. Which, surprise, dissolves <laughs> as whatever 500 different trips are taken that's across right. it. That's right. Uh, 
That's right. And some by unskilled drivers. So. And a few enthusiasts with like trench digging equipment more than Land Rovers, yeah. it seemed uh, there with. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's true. And I think uh, you know the only thing, and I don't know if you agree, Jeff, that this this event is missing that I think would really legitimize it as Land Rover event is a couple of gentlemen uh, with a bunch of shitty, rusty old Land Rover parts spread out in a field somewhere <laughs> to <laughs> peruse through and buy a sort of jumble. Yeah, it's it's auto jumble. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I need I need a pile of at least fifteen rusty. Half shafts to kind of sort through, or a, a few uh, mismatched painted hinges. Well, or something, what we should you know? have done when, the, and sadly, they had to close the course for safety. Right, late in the afternoon. Yeah, and, but and that I mean, wasn't safety or aggravation. I don't know what it is. They wouldn't let you take your own land. That's work. true. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that's the that was the mm -hmm. safety issue, and part of it was because they understood that the solid axle non-locker Land Rover is yeah. going to need momentum through mud. Right. And if right. you think it's torn up now with these right. microprocessors gently right. touching gently, the mud, yeah, that's wait right. till I take my <laughs> 109 <okay>. in <laughs> low range, yep. pounding through that. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. It wouldn't have lasted long. Again, I think, you know, we were, uh, you know, the Fred and, and Jim were sort of saying, like, you know, as is the Land Rover motto, as, uh, as slow as possible, as fast as necessary. Right. And throughout the day, Faster became yeah, more yeah. and more, more and more necessary, necessary. <laughs> until it was uh, until it was uh, very uh, fast, yes. and then it got sort of uh, fast to a, a point where it wasn't safe anymore, and uh, and had to kind of had to kind of stop. So, so if you remember, there was an ascent, when the early ascent up that um, that hill with uh, posts on on each side to prevent you from rolling unintentionally over. Yeah. Well, one. I watched somebody in a newer trophy model uh, yep. uh, with Jim Sweat okay, as yep. the instructor. Yep, yep. That one, instead of going straight up, kind of left off to the right, oh. <laughs> and it wound up going this way, yeah, yeah, tilting yep. to the right, uh, actually knocking the post a bit because mm. the post is now dissolving. Right, yeah, yeah. So yep. it took a belay in the front. Mm -hmm. With a winch and a belay in the back, Sean Gorman, the one behind, right. <laughs> actually pulling it gently both over to the left as right. well as back as down back. the hill yeah. a bit, so it could gain traction to get over to the get over problem. the hill. Yeah, but I mean, again, you know, I don't, I don't see that as a negative. I mean, I'm don't. sure Jim and Fred and the gang are a little, you know, <laughs> they're tired today, but uh, but that's great to see that. It's, it's great to see wonderful. these new cars winching each other and doing all that stuff. I mean, I and think the that's... beauty of watching them as pros do this. Is the following to me, when we're when I'm at an off-road event, and all of us believe in our heart of hearts that we are the best winchers available. Right. Right. Therefore, <laughs> if you're not listening to my instructions as to how to do this, I'm going to speak it louder. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to contradict the person who supposedly is the trail marshal and yeah. tell them exactly what they're doing wrong. We'll yeah. have a good-spirited argument. That's right. In front of the poor sucker who's waiting for us to do something. <laughs> Here, because so many of the the drivers were new. Right. You know, the enthusiast, the new enthusiast driver, had never gone off road like that right. before. They're right. Demonstrating the vehicle. So Jim. Sean and the two that were there, um, I think Jamie Cote was actually in uh, the third rover right. helping pull. Yep. They had to be calm and collected. Right. In a manner that I know was not in their heart. <laughs> That's right. Because Jim is saying, all right, now just give me a little tension on this wheel. <laughs> so if you'll just touch it gently. And I know, I know Jim. <laughs> That's not what he's thinking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the manner in which they have to provide. Yeah. I listen to vehicles 
you could hear them uh, going way too fast yeah. down the hill. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're in low yeah. range, obviously yeah. the equivalent first gear, yeah. the eight gears, and you can hear it just whining away. Yeah. And you know that that's not what they're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> and I just know that inside the vehicle, yes. the comment is is suddenly perhaps we should lift off the throttle just a bit <laughs> just a bit because <laughs> we are tearing down this <laughs> it is amazing i'll say though you know these events you know there's not too many other places where you get an opportunity to you know go out for a drive with a with a camel trophy uh, legend to be uh, guided through an obstacle by uh, you know by some of these folks now uh, Abigail and uh, and the uh, and Liza and Jenna went out uh, I guess with one of the newer instructors and the instructor got pretty stuck yesterday very stuck very stuck yeah, they, they had Jim to pull it out with a Fred, bobcat yeah they had to go oh to my. the bobcat <laughs> and Jim and Fred were out there sort of in the and the poor guy was like I'm gonna have to buy these guys a lot of a lot of beers after this they're not gonna let me live this down but. It's just, I mean, again, I think like that's part of the thing. As, as we always say, if you're not getting sucked, you're not you're, you're not, not really. taking enough risks. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta you know, if you're not pushing, then you're not you know, it's it's easy and it's way more fun. You know, when you uh, when you can get out there, you can pull some cable, you can you know, you can use all these features and dials and knobs. Otherwise, you know, you're just going for a drive in the country. They they expressed a little frustration that they weren't able to put some mud tires on the demonstration yes. vehicles right. before I did not the event. That. I and yeah. Uh, yeah. they yeah. they did you know anticipate that there would be rain there would be mud but because uh, fred used to live up this way right yeah. right right in a house yeah cavern or something like mm -hmm. that in new york yeah so he knows these conditions yeah. and i agree with you i was kind of surprised to see all this the total street tire but yeah. considering how they were equipped they they performed oh they did great and i think you know it it, it also speaks to the sort of i you know joe had dinner with joe eberhardt last mm -hmm. night and he was sort of saying like you know we came up with this idea Four weeks ago, five weeks ago, something like that. You know, they wanted to do something very special around the service awards, which I have to say, you know, Jeff, you were there last yes. night as well. What a what an amazing event! Like, uh, it was so wonderful to. You know, I hadn't had a ton of time to really research every uh, every group, but uh, to hear the speeches, uh, you know, especially the gentleman from the the military service dogs, they place service dogs with veterans. I forget the name of it now, but uh, pause, pause patrol, pause or something. Pause. Yeah, it, it was just. I, it was I was beautiful. I was not prepared for how emotional the acceptance speeches would Whoa. be. Whoa! Yeah, these people, you know, were were really, uh, you know, from the bottom of their hearts, grateful. This was a. A, a real change for their organizations to receive uh, a new vehicle to help with their work and a donation. $25,000 from Chase. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that I, what I, I guess, was naive to, and we're going to have, uh, I was sitting with the lady that won uh, last year's Defenders. So we're going to have her on the show talk about the watershed project that they're doing. But what I didn't realize is these are organizations of 50, 100, maybe 150 people at the largest. Some are dozens of people they have an outsized impact on their community and i think it's interesting right it, it speaks a little bit to the legacy of land rover where these vehicles are built to help and they always have they've been fire engines they've been ambulances they've been obviously uh, active in the military they've been given away by land rover to do expeditions yes. since the beginning, beginning of, of the land series rover. one right so uh, yeah, I was sitting next to the the lady who was working for the Canadian Search and Rescue Organization oh, yeah. in Ontario. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember her. And yeah. she was sitting next to us, and I was privy to a little inside knowledge. So I I knew she was going to win. So I uh, I watched her reaction ah. as as she realized that she won, and she was ecstatic. She was in tears. She was crying. She was so. Yes 
happy. She was. She started immediately texting all yes. of her, or, yes. uh, you know, people in her organization. We won. We won. They were so excited. I mean, it really. Uh, she was so happy that uh, that that's a real big deal for a small charity to have that for sort sure. of uh, for sure. Well, and even the runners-up, they decided they would give each of those organizations yeah. ten thousand dollars extra ten over extra the five. over the five. Yeah, yes. so I mean, it's just huge. What a what a neat thing, and what a great reason to do something like this. We're not just out here in the mud for fun. It is for a great, uh, really great, really great little organizations. And you know, some people I think are sometimes critical of, oh, well, you give. I don't know, something like, and maybe it's not the American Red Cross, but one of these humongous organizations yeah. that has, you know, in some cases, hundreds of millions yes. of dollars of uh, operating capital. These are just tiny. And, and I think that's really, I mean, that's sort of a little bit of the Land Rover spirit, so, right? These so, little groups doing amazing things. Yeah, if you guys remember, there was a, a bear rescue yeah, organization. Bear rescue. Oh. Yeah, they won. Yeah. There was they a won, search yeah. and rescue organization. Yeah. There was a, a veteran service animal yeah. organization. Yeah. And yeah. then what was the other one? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, well, there's the Pelican one. That was the search and rescue. There oh, was the, the uh, lake. The lake, lake restoration. Yeah, green the green, green, green lake restoration. Yeah. So yeah. what? Yeah. I had one inside thought on all that you're describing. Uh, so I had a personal um, wish that the Travis Mills Foundation, which mm. is a mm. veterans group in mm. Maine, mm-hmm. in my Maine, and I have, uh, I had hoped that they were, they were finalists, and I hoped they would win. Yeah. So. Um, I was really interested in which veterans group and why. But one of the things that struck me was that this Travis Mills Foundation yes. operates a, a venue, a home, a camping home, if you will, for veterans who need that PTSD break right. and right. or. Right. Right. And the uh, Travis Mills, the person himself, is a veteran who lost all four limbs. Oh, my God. Wow. So. The fascinating part was I know that the Mills Foundation has built over the years uh, an amazing support network. Yes. What struck me, knowing its scale, and it's not enormous, but by all means its scale, was that the winning organization in the veterans group yeah. essentially told us that we pay our executive director, the one staff yeah. person we have, right. Right. $32,000 a yeah, year. A year. Yeah. Yeah, for 75 hours a week of work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that you recognize that much of that was is a volunteer effort. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's the groups that seem to win. Yeah. That seem to yeah. win each group. Yeah. So, for example, there was the uh, the Green Lake Foundation there that is restoring a lake. A, a, a journalist across from me at the table lives in Wisconsin. So I said, do you know where this is? You know, and she said, yeah, it's way up north, and, and we, I don't know anything about it. Now, that tells me a lot, because she's a journalist who lives in Wisconsin, but didn't know of that. Right. And that just says that each of the groups, like your veterans group yeah. that won, yeah. this is really impactful. Yeah. This is not just an add-on to a good success we've had. This is potentially changing, life-changing for that organization. Oh, yeah. And, so and that's what struck me right, very right. much so. For right. those people that weren't there, the the winner, the service animal uh, veterans organization, the winner of that gave a speech, and he was he really had a hard time. You know, he was in tears. He would, couldn't, couldn't express dog, how his, gratitude. His support dog leaned against him as he was yeah. speaking because the yeah. support dog could recognize yeah. he was upset. Yeah, the audience was just hanging Amazing. on every word. It was, oh. He was just uh, really, uh, you know, overwhelmed with gratitude. Yeah, 
it was yeah. it was it was emotional it really, really was. was no it really was and uh, and uh yeah what a great sort of way to kind of wrap up this uh you know this weekend it's uh, we're here sunday morning and it's uh you know, not not much happening here uh, today, but was a great you know great day yesterday. Beautiful weather. Uh, beautiful yeah. weather. A lot uh, of a lot of older cars come, came yeah. out yesterday too. So a ton of older cars. Doormobiles, forward controls, uh, you know, specialty vehicles. In addition to the vehicles that were on display, yeah. I was uh, you know uh, warmed my heart to see yeah. some of those older oh, cars it was come great. out. And recognizing many as readers of the magazine. Yes, of course. We had we had promoted once Land Rover announced this. And yeah. I asked permission. Can I promote this so we can get a good turnout yep, yep. of the authentic yep. or earlier vehicles? And yeah. um, they came, even those people who didn't come at the last minute because of the monsoon rain right. that yes. was predicted for the whole weekend yes, and yes. is not happening. Yes. Um, even they contacted me to say, we're not going to be able to make it. We're right. sorry. Right. That says that they even cared to let anybody know sure. right. that they yeah. weren't going to come. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it yeah. was a fabulous turnout yeah. for what we all knew was just going to be sort of a cars and coffee right. event with a tiny off-road course. Right, with a little sure. off-road course. No, now, that's true. to your observation, Stephen, which was brilliant, pushing cars out of a <laughs> muddy field, yeah. there is nothing worse than soft grass, yeah. clay underneath, Absolutely. no matter how flat it is. Yeah to try and get out. Yes, right? that's right. And I push more cars yep. and move more Max tracks yep. uh, just to help people get out of the field yep. at the end of the day. Yeah. You don't think of that. No, you don't. But again, that's I think that's also yeah. like a real part of oh, the spirit of the events. And, uh, you oh, know, you everybody's know here this. helping each other if out. If somebody's vehicle has a problem during an event, it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, let me fix yours. Because yeah. if I'm going to bust something up even worse, it's not mine. So right. let me fix yours. Yeah, the, right. you know, there, there's, right. always, there's always a few people that have more capable, more yeah. built yep. vehicles. Yep. And there's nothing those people love more oh, than, yes. than pulling out those lesser yeah. lesser cars. And yeah. so you hear them standing around, I pulled out this car, this newer car, this. I saw, a, uh, I saw a, a meme or something, I don't know what it was, uh, a, a few years ago where it was the sort of beginner off-roader and it's a completely stock vehicle. And then it's the sort of few years in and now there's some max tracks, maybe the suspension is raised. And then there's a the, the sort of, uh, you know, the sort of seasoned off-roader and it's got everything and push cables and everything. And then it has the, uh, you know, the uh, the, the the sort of uh, uh, long time off-roader or something. And it's back to just the first <laughs> one over again. Yeah, it's just the stock one over again. Which I think is, you know, it just sort of speaks to it. Like you get all that junk and then at some point you're just sort of like, ah, that's fine. I've never whatever. used it. It's all right, I, I don't, don't use it. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't use it. Well, you know, it was it. interesting. You were talking about Fred Monzi's presentation on yeah. the Camel Trophy, yeah. you guys, yeah. and he did a public one. Yeah. Um, he reminded everybody that you had a weight limit, both yeah. of your personal yeah. items and the gear that they would carry. Yeah. With the idea being that the heavier the vehicle, the oh, more yeah. likely you are to get stuck. Yeah. So if you really kit it out and you put every possible option. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's on just going to be so heavy it's just, and so hard. To, yeah, it's going to be that much that? less capable. It's funny. We asked them that question. If you were to do the Camel Trophy over again, what oh, vehicle yeah. would you do it in? Well, they and said, they both said uh, short wheelbase, like yes. a Defender 90, a 300 90. TDI 90. Right. 
and no journalists and very little gear. Because again, they're like, it makes the vehicle as light as possible. It would make our jobs a lot easier. And I said, was that because of the journalists? Are they hindrances? And uh, they said, no, no, they're just heavy. They're just so, heavy. They're just heavy. So. No offense, Jeff. No offense. No, no, well, I don't think it was targeted at you specifically. No, yeah. I think Fred yeah. was looking at me. <laughs> We've had plenty of fun conversations about his experiences in the yeah. Camel Trophy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, this has been absolutely wonderful. It, it is so great to be able to see you in person likewise. and do this, not just over Zoom. <laughs> um, and uh, you did no search and rescue this morning, to the None, best of my I'm knowledge. Off, I'm off duty this morning, okay, so good, I'm fine. Good to know. I, when I get home, though, I'll be I was going to say, call. I'm sure the island needs you back uh, as <laughs> soon as possible. To, uh, <laughs> We're really shorthanded. Getting so. into, the, uh, into that season. Well, again, thank you for coming. Uh, we absolutely appreciate it. What a great event this is. Thank you for everything, as always, that you do for us and for the community and for everything. Well, very kind of you, Stephen, I would, and Ike both. You guys have a most entertaining podcast. I love listening to it and really um, enjoy the opportunity to meet in person again. We, it's so rare. We're on the opposite coast. That's right. But uh, I hope to get out to Eugene. I would certainly love to visit Anytime. Van Gogh. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, I'm going to have a wonderful time uh, with Lisa and Jen's story yeah, in yeah. the winter issue of Rovers Magazine. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, we yeah. can't wait. We're so excited. That's and uh, yeah, can't wait for you to come out and visit us as well. Thank we'll, you. Uh, but please, anytime I can uh, appear on the podcast, I would love it. So well, we're you. happy to have you anytime. So, all right, Jeff. Thank, you, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.